Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Headphones on Podcast, episode 16. I'm Dina. I'm Lily. Today, we're going to be talking about Halloween music, aka spooky songs. We have a corresponding playlist to this episode, and you can find it on our Instagram highlights and stories at headphones on underscore, TikTok at headphones on underscore, and our Twitter at underscore headphones underscore on. There, you'll also find links to previous episodes and playlists. Feel free to hit follow on all the above to stay in touch with us. Let's get into it. So what do you love most about Halloween? Um, first of all, I love the change of season. I like, um, I like the, the outfits, the layering options that you, can, that you can have in fall and October. I love also that it's very encompassing. The food changes, um, clothing changes. The mood changes, it gets darker earlier, so the light changes. It's just a total shift um, in terms of, obviously, what you experience in the summertime. Yeah. Um, the costumes, the movies. I know it's a very um, industry, but, yeah. I mean, I, I do love it. I really I do. I just love it. <laughs> yeah. I do. What about you? I mean, for me, it's really my favorite holiday ever. Yeah. I know some people like Christmas. I'll take Halloween over Dude, Christmas. It's I so strange, both. but <laughs> no, it's not. It's perfect. But I love the costumes. Yeah. Even when I'm not dressing up, I love like other people in costumes. I love the kids in costumes. Yes. The horror flicks. What's yeah, not to I love mean, about holiday? I mean, come on, guys. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, I love it. Like, I truly love children in costumes and I would love to pass out candy I think it's my favorite time to interact with children is just to like see what they're wearing and pass out candy speaking like of what's your most memorable Halloween costume okay I have a couple um one my actually my mom made me when I was um in elementary school I was in ballet and I had um a, a ballet group uh party and she took um crinoline and on top of the crinoline she um she sewed um, in Middle Eastern cultures. We have something called a kafia, which we use in weddings. It's for celebrations. And it's a small yes. piece of chiffon fabric that has like um, decorative uh, sequins or beads on the uh, perimeter. Mm -hmm. And so she had taken, and when you go to weddings back in the 80s and 90s and early 2000s, they used to give those away as favors. So you can use them at the party and you can take them home with you. So we had a bunch. So she just sewed all these kafiyas around my skirt and <laughs> I just wore it with a leotard. Nice. <laughs> yeah. um, the second one is something I had made myself. I was, um, what is that? A corpse bride. I forgot. Sally was her name. Yes. Sally. Sally. Yeah. So I had um, turned myself into Sally. Uh, the day before I was supposed to go out for Halloween, I ran to uh, a, like Salvation Army and grabbed a wedding dress and whatever I could find it was maybe under 20 bucks and just made it myself with a corset Aww. from like Charlotte Roos or something remember that nice story, Charlotte yeah. yeah I totally remember Charlotte <laughs> Roos oh my yeah. gosh what about you what was your like famous and amazing and show-stopping costumes for Halloween I have to for number one it would be Carrie <gasps> and you went as I Carrie I went as Carrie and wow. I wanted to, I had the corsage I had the tiara the blood and I the blood. Yes, I had. Wow. I wanted to be as um, realistic as possible. Yeah. So I did what they did in the movie. I got a bucket with with a gallon of corn syrup and red okay. dye. 
Yeah. And my best friend dumped it on my head. Where were you when they dumped it though? Outside? Outside. I was okay. outside in um, their house and they yeah. did it in the backyard. Nice. And they put um, towels all over the car f- before the party that oh, we were supposed to go smart. to. Okay. And it was a big mistake because my thighs were sticking together the whole night <laughs> and I had corn syrup up my butt. <laughs> so <laughs> it was like the most uncomfortable. I was just in pain the entire night, you know but what? it was but, authentic. But for, the bit, for the bit, you got to do it. It was, it had to be done. And if it's going to be done, you know, do yeah. it well. You got to do it well. <laughs> you got a job to do, do it well. And, That's right. and people liked it. I mean, it was really good. It was a very memorable costume. I do it again, although I don't know if I use the corn syrup, but no, we could use fake blood this time. Right? Fake, yeah. You got to do the fake blood. Come on. Um, <laughs> my second one is Columbia from Rocky Horror oh. Picture Show. That's a classic one. And that's such a specific, the costuming is so 70s. It's so, okay, so it's top hat, and I had these, I was 16, and we went to the drive-in that was featuring the film alongside the um, audience participation bit. Nice. So my best friend was Magenta, I was Columbia, and it's, you know, the, like, what's your favorite color, Magenta, where do you get your drugs from, Columbia. Yeah. So everybody had the the bits, and there were, like, tons of Columbias there, and they were like there were Columbia's that were better than mine for sure. But I had these Mary Janes, these silver ones that oh. if you remember, Courtney Love made them famous in yeah. 1990s. Like, yeah. and they were silver. So it was Mark, perfect. Mark Jacobs, Mark Jacobs brought them back. The- oh my God. The, the Mary Janes. Yeah. yeah. It was the one with the heel. Yeah. It was really, it was really, really fun. Yeah. It's fun. We're going to do a live and we're going to talk about Rocky Horror Picture Show, actually. <laughs> we'll talk we about are. our we're... favorite horror films. Yeah, I think I think this is such a because we're such fans of the season. I kind of left off a lot of um, songs on here because I was saving it for that. I, so. I started I was like, oh, my gosh, there's so many more I could put down. It's so funny. It's so hard. Yeah. And I mean, it's so hard. Yeah. But we'll we'll get all that information out on our social medias and you can. Again, join us and in um, questions, comments, requests, yeah. whatever you want. Um, okay, Let us let's know. get into it. Uh, yeah. Mills, what's up first? So my first pick is Vampire Again by Marlon Williams, which was released as a single in 2017. Um, Marlon Williams is a New Zealand singer, songwriter, guitarist, actor. I'm pretty much obsessed with Marlon Williams. I think I've mentioned him before. He has an incredible voice. I think he's the closest thing we have to Elvis today. Bold statement, yes. But if I were to compare him to other artists, it would probably, to get a feel for his music, it's very um, Chris Isaac, Harry Connick Jr. with a mix of like Nick Cave. Okay. Like he's just way cooler. Like just a little bit of, you know, Nick Cave and Lou Reed with you know, Harry Connick Jr. You know what I mean? Like just way cooler. And I guess his, my favorite album of his is Make Way for Love that was released in 2018. And every song is just delightful. I mean, he has such an incredible voice. And I read an article of his where he said, music makes you fall in love with people. And I agree in a time where like, we're just hating each other. <laughs> yeah. Music just brings that out. And I just love him. I just love his personality and his humor. And it's evident in this particular song. And I like to listen to the song all year round because one year was actually my first, my, my most played song on Spotify. 
because I've never like, and that's rare for me to admit, which is like, what's the song that you played the most all year? Yeah. Because I've never heard like anything like it before. It was this crooner with these quirky lyrics. And I keep on imagining Frank Sinatra or Tony oh. Bennett singing something similar. And it just makes me laugh. The video is hilarious. It, it, it's just so funny. It's him with a silly cape on jumping on strangers, walking in an alley, just like jumps, jump, you know, scaring them. And the lyrics start off like, well, it's Halloween again and L.A. is a bore. Everybody's looking like they wish they stayed inside and mm -hmm. watching Frankenstein like sitting in their beds on their phones. It's just so funny. And there's a live version of this song, which I highly recommend. It's on YouTube. And it was part of a live album. Uh, I think it's Oakland Town Hall album. And the concert, the whole concert's on YouTube. And you got to watch it because there's a live version, which I also love. I'll add it to the playlist because Marlon, his band is called um, the Yara Benders. It's mm -hmm. the band that he tours with and they're just sick. They're like really mm -hmm. insane musicians. They truly compliment his voice. Um, they're wonderful live. He's wonderful live and is mainly due to the band that's backing him. That's so amazing. But if you never heard Vampire again, it's, it's such a great song. What's yours? Um, my first pick is actually a whole album. <laughs> it's very hard. To, yeah. yeah. Uh, Dead Man's Bones by Dead Man's Bones from 2009. Yeah. Um, this is the only album made by Zach Shields and Ryan Gosling. They formed in 2001. This album was released later in 2009. So it's a concept album. And you know how much I love a concept album. But yes. It's a concept album about a ghostly love story or a monster ghost love story. Um there are 12, just it's 12 tracks and Shields and Gosling play all the instruments. Um, and even they attempted instruments that they may have not been familiar with. They just did it anyways. I really appreciated the way that they kind of set limitations for themselves as like another, I would consider myself like a creator. Mm -hmm. I think when you have every possibility in front of you, whether you're art making, music making, whatever that is it can be a bit daunting. So limitations for me personally, and I'm sure with, with recording this album, what they stated was really beneficial because they had like a, for example, they had like a three take rule. So if they couldn't get it in three takes, like they just did what they could and moved on, or they just <laughs> left it as is with mistakes included. And I think that does add to the sound sometimes. Um, I love it when I can hear every mistake. Yeah. I sometimes really love that. Like I think... It doesn't sound overly produced. It. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's, there's people in there and you're, you're just, I don't know. And I think it just, this album just shows their music, musicianship, musicianship, I think. Mm -hmm. And, um, so they also featured the whole, uh, all the songs are, uh, featured. They feature the Silver Lake Conservatory of Music, the children's choir. Yeah. Um, and they're also on the image on the cover album art, which is very cute. Um, and during their Halloween tour when this for the album when it came out, they would have uh, whatever city they were in, they would have that local children's choir perform with them, which I thought was nice. very, very endearing. Yeah. Love so that. I just um it's just such a good record from start to finish. It's haunting. It's it's reminiscent of the fifties a little bit, with like these bops about love and heartbreak, and you have these choral, these children singing my body's a zombie for you. It's just the cutest <laughs> thing in the world. Um, I, love that. I, I know. I think 
three of the songs actually off of this record were featured on uh, the movie The Conjuring soundtrack, which that was pretty cool, I think. Um, it's I, I, Actually, it's a really good soundtrack. And I think I know what song you're referring to. It's really cool. What's your next pick? Uh, Susperia by Goblin from the Susperia soundtrack in 1977. Mm-hmm. So Goblin is a progressive rock band from Italy, and they've co- apparently co- collaborated with Dario Argento several, ta- several times. So um, Dario Argento directed the film Susperia. It's an Italian horror film. I really love the movie. And I also love the 2018 remake with Dakota Johnson and and. I know a lot of people did not like the remake, but I love dance and I thought the choreography was really good. Um, the film also had a great score by Tom York. York. And we'll, we'll, I'm going to include a track on the playlist. But mm. the premise of the film is a young American dancer who attends a prestigious German ballet academy. And then a series of murders happen. So no spoilers, but I rewatch. I tend to rewatch the original every year because I really am a fan of Italian horror. Yeah. And I recommend seeing it if you haven't, the original r- original one from 1977. And I honestly, I have to say, I don't know why, because Argento has a running theme throughout his horror films. And I've pretty much seen them all is that he likes to take sweet, sensitive girls in the arts and just fuck with them. Like you and I, w- you and I would both be dead if we were in an Argento film. He would that's love what us. Happens, that's what happens in the arts, except because yeah. like, let me tell you. I've been up since 2 a.m. Just yeah. and I, I haven't been able to. I was working, and yeah, that's the arts for you. You're just up at that's all hours. Art. Oh my gosh! They like it's just it's a running theme. He, you know, we would be well, his yeah. type. Well, I hope so, I die in a pretty way at least. <laughs> uh, so, so Goblin composed the film score along with Argento and it was created actually before the film was shot and even if you're not familiar with this movie you we probably would re- recognize the score if you listen to it because it's been sampled many times mm. um, from the research I've done apparently people like the soundtrack more than the film and that's happened sometimes um, yeah. so if I were to compare Goblin to anybody that we know, it'd probably be Genesis, like early Genesis when Peter Gabriel was the singer. And you could tell that they were influenced. Actually, I think Peter Gabriel was really influenced by them. Like in just there's, you know, I mean, they pretty, they, they were major influences for many prog rock bands actually. Um, So when I first heard the song, I got like the exorcist theme to really bells from it, like that kind of vibe. Okay. But then I heard it again and it's really haunting, but it has a bit of disco. Maybe because it's of that era, but I could totally see a DJ remixing it and playing it at the club. Right. Because it's really upbeat. Um, it kind of makes you move, but it sounds unnerving and, ex- and experimental, which I guess is perfect for a horror flick. It won't be for everyone, but I do enjoy the soundtrack. It's kind of creepy. So I recommend it. What about you? Okay, my next pick is Four Floors of Horror by Sujan, um, off of A Name Out of Place, Part 2, from 2015. Yeah. Uh, Sujan is a DJ based between Shanghai and Taipei. Um, this song track is a mix of techno and industrial music. At times, it's disjointed. It's always intense. Sometimes, during the disjointed parts, it's a bit unfamiliar. And mm-hmm. I think that's something that's perfect for like a chilly October night. 
Um, it's dark, it's sexy, it's dangerous. This song to me just kind of reminds me of those scenes in like modern vampire movies where it's like the club scene, like in Blade, or you know, yeah, you know, like <laughs> yeah. it just it's a bit cheesy totally. and everybody looks like they just shop at, you know, whatever 1998's version of the future was do you know like all leather and like the matrix but like a little bit calmed down you know like long black like leather jackets and stuff um, oh gosh i really, really like queen really, of the really, damned or something oh what a movie anyway we will, what a yes. movie i like that movie yes. yeah well we're gonna we can talk we, we'll about that it. one during, yeah yeah, I was totally it. thinking of that. I just, I do prefer vampire movies and exorcism. Well, we'll just discuss that during our live. But um, <laughs> this, I don't know if it's like an EP, but it, this album has four tracks on it. The other track, Frankincense and Myrrh, which I mean, up my fucking alley. You know what I mean? Like I burn that shit totally. all the time in the house. Yeah. Um, also a great track. Great mm-hmm. DJ. Very, very good. People should check him out. Um, I think he was born in Malaysia, but he works in China. So mm. Yeah, yeah, super. What's next for you? Okay, so um, I I think this needed to to be in here. Um, Bella Lugosi's "Dead" by Bauhaus. Yeah, 1979. So Bauhaus is post punk goth band from Northampton, England, formed in 1978. And this song obviously just needed to be included because it's probably part of every single Halloween playlist yeah. ever made. I mean, it's my time. Um, I listen to it even when it's not Halloween. <laughs> exactly. Same here. So it just, it didn't seem right to me, um, not including it. But okay. Bauhaus is known to be one of the first goth bands, highly influential, pioneers. I mean, they're pioneers of the genre. We will, obviously, we're going to discuss them again when we cover goth in a future episode. But this might be the very first goth song ever, or vampire punk, as it was referred to by some in the early days. I think we should bring back vampire punk. Like, that sounds kind of cool. That's a cool general. Like, I mean, I think so. I think it's dope. (laughs) Let's bring that back. And I keep on thinking about South Park and the goth kids from South Park. You know like, what? I never I, got into that show. You never got into it? No. Oh, gosh. Okay, yeah. so I'm going to send you a series of goth kids specific episodes because you're going to lose it. Okay. It's like, they're a bunch of kids. They're all goth. They're, like, coffee, smoking cigarettes at Denny's, Amazing. you know, bitching about conformists, how lame they are Amazing. in one episode. Like, they conjure you know, the spirit of Edgar Allan Poe. <laughs> like, do you know what that reminds me of? Remember this skit from SNL with, like, uh, Will Ferrell? And yes Sherry, uh, and molly <laughs> shannon yeah you know exactly what where he like works at like a yeah 7 like eleven or something and he's like and the, oh and then oh, it's we're not not colin quinn but um he the other actor they were like at his funeral oh my gosh was, like, yeah, yeah or something and he yeah. like, talked in a baby voice i we have to put that clip up it's so okay we'll put a okay good. We're going to do it. And we'll put like a um, chat or something or goth talk. Oh, goth yes. Talk. Goth, goth talk. talk. Yeah. God, what a we'll, good we'll put some of these clips because this is fun. Like, I just think they're they're what? hysterical. Like, what happened to the goths? Like, where did they? I, I mean, no I'm a closet goth. As I so am I. Yeah. You know what? No, yeah. I mean, I, I don't. I mean, black is like every day for I, me. Every day. Right. Like, oh, but it's I'm, an opening black. Oh, you're going out black. But do you oh. know what, though? I'm starting to kind of like get really into the idea of expressing it more. Not like I'm very, very specific with it. It's obviously going to be very curated. (laughs) 
<laughs> like I'm not a Stevie Nicks witch. I'm not like a Susie Sue and the Banshees goth. And I'm not like no. a Matrix vampire, but I'm kind of bits of both and throw in a bit of like Ralph Lauren. <laughs> yeah. Well, the goth kids always made fun of the vamp kids and the emos in the show. Right. Like emos are, are the worst. <laughs> right. Right. I don't know. I, I don't know. I just I, I can't imagine myself not wearing black. Right. <laughs> oh, no. I'm that, that's that's not even going to I have to. It can't like, yeah. no, there's no way. I just, I mean, this, I just think this song is so funny because I think people that weren't into goth still like this song because right. it's so hard to avoid. It's everywhere. It's been featured in so many movies and so many TV shows. It's, it's kind of, it's, it's eerie. I mean, the opening notes and just kind of, I don't know the technical name, but the drum, the way the drum is being played and, oh, like, I think it's, it's hard to not like it. It's hard to not be into it, especially if you're into alternative music. You have like. It's the gateway. You know what I'm saying? It's the gateway it, song. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it's for for people that don't know the trivia portion of this. Um, Bela Lugosi is a um, Hungarian actor best known yep. for playing Count Dracula in the 1931 film. And actually, he's in many other horror films. Like he's a horror film icon yeah. like Vincent Price. Like, I mean, yeah. the shit. Yeah. And this song, like it's 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 over nine minutes long. And why mm-hmm. I love it is the first two and a half minutes yep. is chef kiss to me and Peter Murphy's vocals because he has such a hypnotic voice. Yeah. And if you're not familiar with, um, I'm a fan of his solo work. He had a hit single in the eighties cuts you up. Which is yes, really cool. It is it's cool. a nice song. It's a great song. And these lyrics to me are pure poetry. Like the bats have left the bell tower. The victims have bled. I'm like, yes, put that in a bumper sticker for me. <laughs> like it's so, <laughs> it's so good yeah and i remember how much people really liked the imagery like the album cover because i had a friend that had a poster of it turns out it's taken from a silent film called sorrows of satan from 1926 which i'm not familiar so i'll add it to my 31 days of horror i'll i'll make a note to watch that but i recommend all of you go to youtube like they're like Bitch, stop, stop sending us to YouTube. But you guys are probably sick of me sending all to YouTube. Stop but sending me to YouTube. <laughs> I'm going to send you to YouTube because here's the thing. Trent Reznor has a cover of this that he sings with Peter Murphy. Right. It's a really good cover. It's a live version. And like Peter Murphy is pretty much throwing pedals at Trent Reznor and the band and he's smoking a cigarette the entire time. It's actually a really, really cool performance. And actually, do you know if Nine Inch Nails recorded this? Did they ever record this cover? I'm not sure. I'm probably probably thinking of another band. I don't know. But it's worth checking out. If you're a fan of Peter Murphy or Trent Reznor, check it out. It's fun. (laughs) What's your last pick? My last pick is it is a classic as well. Um, it's I Put a Spell on You by uh, Jealousy Screaming Jay Hawkins. Yes. This song Love it. is too good to not have on my list. His voice, the energy. Everything. I mean, this, this came out in 1956. And what, proto, proto punk? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's kind of very, it's intense and it's beautiful. And I like the way his just vocals go from like, He's like screaming in some parts, like just that shrieking is, is beautiful. And the guitar, um, oh, the guitar so sounds is great. But uh, he originally intended it to record that I put a spell on you as like a refined love blues ballad. Um, 
but the producer on Wikipedia says the producer Arnold Maxson brought in ribs and chicken and got everybody drunk. And we came out with this weird version. I don't even remember <sighs> making the record before I was just a normal blue singer. I was just Jay Hawkins. It all sort of just fell into place. I found out I could do more just destroying a song and screaming it to death. So I think that's so incredible. It's again, something that kind of was a happy accident in a studio. And again, in the fifties, things were really formulaic. You were not screaming on a record, but hey, yeah. the producers. Hey, like, I mean, let's get drunk. Let's timeless. eat some chicken and have fun. Yeah, I would like that too. So, yeah. <laughs> I think you know it's a great song. His voice is just incredible, and it's been, it's been um, covered so many times, so 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 many times. It's a great song. It's yeah. one of my favorite songs. It's so good. Totally. I just it's just a good, just a good Halloween song. Yeah. And I totally. do I like all the cheesy ones too. Like I like Monster Mash. I like Oh, we'll, we'll put that. Of yeah, course we're going to put all know. that. Yeah. Um okay, mm-hmm. time for honorable mentions. Millie, what's up? Okay, so my first one is Choke Thirst Die by the group Coven off their album Witchcraft Destroy Minds and Reap Souls, released in 1969. So Coven is a prog rock band from Chicago and they focus all their songs on the occult and satanic themes Love it. and the lead singer is J- Jinx Dawson and she has a great voice actually she sounds a lot like um, Grace Slick like mm. she gives off those vibes and I think it's a really cool song 1969 satanic band we love it mm. <laughs> why not um, the next one is Eat Him by His Own Light by Johnny Green Greenwood from the There Will Be Blood soundtrack um, 2007. This really creeps me out. It just makes me feel really uncomfortable yes. and afraid. Yes. And I think that's that's the Johnny's intention. Yeah. The, the whole, whole soundtrack. It's just it just makes your skin crawl in a way. Yeah. Because there's long periods of silence, especially it's, in the beginning, especially when they're first. I don't know. If, well, we're just going to talk about the beginning, but. When they're first searching for oil or whatever they're searching for, yes. I think in the beginning it was gold, and then they went on to who knows what it was. I forgot off the top. Of, I remember I'm on an hour of sleep. Um, <laughs> but I think it's so uncomfortable, and even the shots of like the open spaces and and you see him from behind and oh, it is. He's not an approachable character by any means. I'm surprised he even had that kid. To be honest with you. Oh Lord. Here's the thing. Can we just discuss um for a minute? You reached the, the girl chat portion, so please feel feel free to move no, forward. Feel free, feel free to stay. We're <laughs> just kidding. You can move forward. But Daniel Day Lewis is fire. You know what? He is, but can I just tell you something? It's you don't like him. No, no, no. I obsessed with him. But can I tell you something? First of all, I love how private he is. I never hear anything. Oh, he doesn't about give him. a damn. Because you know no. what? I don't want to know anything about celebrities. I'm so tired. And anyway, number oh, no. two, Same. I'm really, really tired. If I hear method acting one more time, I'm throwing my computer across the hall. <laughs> like I'm <laughs> don't be a dick to everybody else. I just feel like generally speaking, like cough, cough, what's his face? Jared Leto, cough. I feel that's just an invitation <laughs> to be an asshole. And that's not acceptable. Do you know what oh, I mean? I totally, I totally see what you're saying. Yeah. Like, like, and I I think he's just a monster though. I think he's a beast. Which like he's one? just so good, Daniel oh, Day Lewis. No, he's amazing. I I was he's watching amazing. the other day. Speaking of like costumes, the um, Scarlet Gangs Letter. Of, no, <laughs> Gangs 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 of New York. Oh, nice. And nice. he plays the butcher. And there's yeah. this scene 
that he just turns into like this animal when he like it's a it's probably the best scene of the movie and the best thing about the movie is him he just crawls on a table on top of leonardo dicaprio and he throws the cleaver up in the air yeah and the way he does it he looks like an animal and i was like on the edge of my seat because i was like oh my god and apparently leonardo dicaprio whispered something to him to make him rage so he was like he broke his own nose while he was headbutting him Nice. It's just like to me is like I can't imagine if you're a method actor, I can't imagine Daniel Day Lewis coming home, home with but the, the butcher outfit. I like I, I would want it like home. maybe the first night. <laughs> no, I think I think they stay. They just stay on set. Just stay on set. If you're gonna be method acting, I'll see you when you're back to yourself. Yes. Because exactly. also like that shouldn't your your life okay, first of all, that does suck, but to each their own. But, like, your life cannot interfere then with your craft. So you have to go away and become that character. And there should be nothing to separate you from that character. And in that sense, I do understand, like, some people just embody things differently. Um, I couldn't live as somebody. I mean, I think it'd be good practice, I think. But. Oh, I don't know how that's. I don't know how they do it, to be honest. That's why there's not many of them. (laughs) No, there's there's not. I think maybe is he the last one? He's probably no, like one of the, Jared, la- the last no, ones. Jared Leto says he's a method actor, but I, th- oh, I think, gosh, I think he, it's an excuse. I think also Shia LaBeouf. It always seems like it's just jerk, like jerk white Jerks? men. That, yeah. Oh, I don't even get me started on that. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, and he's adorable. I do. <laughs> but no, like, oh, God, what a narcissist. I, ca- I cannot. Like, <laughs> what, Jared Leto, I just I feel like he literally is a vampire because, first of all, his band is weird. 30 Seconds to Mars. He has a cult. Did you know that he has kind of like a... It feels like a cult. I had no idea. Oh, look Seriously? at that. He's literally in a white... He's wearing white. He's on a... Like, he's raised on some sort of dais. And then he's speaking to people. Tell me that's not a cult. <laughs> and people are looking at him like he's a savior and messiah. Does like, he kind of look the same way he did in the Gucci ads? He <laughs> looks the same in every movie. He's whatever... I want to know his doctor. I'll tell you that much whatever he's doing no i i just i i think daniel day lewis is just beautiful yesterday today and tomorrow he's just so gorgeous he's amazing i mean and i don't believe me i'm not into pretty boys at all like i I can i can no i can acknowledge like when a man is good looking don't get me wrong but normally it's not the one that i'm dating and but there's something so beautiful about him i think he's gorgeous well because he's interesting there's this there's this kind of but there's this air character. about him that you don't yeah. want to piss him off. Like, he might be a total asshole. <laughs> well, that might be fun. <laughs> yeah, I guess. <laughs> no, I think I think that, like, I think, I don't know. I think those are the ones. I, I, like, I like the people that look rough on the outside because, in my experience, they're the sweetest on the inside. They're so nice. Not all of them. <laughs> but yeah. No, you're right. You're right. You're right. Yeah. No, I I don't. I I'm 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 usually since I was since I was in high school, I never really was into the pretty boys. I just wasn't. I mean, you know I acknowledge that Brad Pitt is gorgeous. I would never go on a date with him. Like, you and I, oh, you're lying. Wrong? I'm like, no, because I rather date Edward Norton, or I rather date. No, but can I tell um, you something? At the end of the day, they're all the same. Doesn't matter if they're beautiful, if they're not beautiful men and i don't want to generalize but in my experience because i used to also date unattractive men exclusively because i was like well 
the cute ones seem a bit scary and it's like intense. And so I would say yes to guys that ask me out that were not conventionally attractive. They're assholes too. Yeah, you're right. They're too. They're all just like, it just depends on the person. I just don't. Oh, I've been, I mean, I don't, to be honest, the looks are really, looks really matter very little to me. I'm not, I'm serious. Other things matter, matter more. And I've been head over heels in love with, I don't know, not really like him. I'm like, yeah, (laughs) it's 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 so bizarre. It's just so bizarre. Like for me, I feel like I never, I would connect if you're, if again, if you're smart and if you're witty, if you can, if you can make me laugh and like our, our humor is, is in sync and you're smart, but you're not, you're not like explaining shit to me. Like I'm stupid because I'm not um I think oh but don't they all don't they all do that they all do it I think it's like something in like like whatever I don't want to talk about mother-son relationships and (laughs) something I think that's something that has to do with that but I don't I whatever um, I just I'm not gonna get the psychology of men fuck no but like in this episode maybe in the future yeah (laughs) no but I, I think I think there is something that I think when you see somebody like Daniel Day Lewis or like Gary Oldman or um gosh even Philip Seymour Hoffman Philip Seymour Hoffman wasn't wasn't attractive but his the passion and his intelligence and his craft oh my god oh my god amazing work yeah 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 I just yeah Yeah. I yeah (laughs) what's next for you guys joining us on this (laughs) trip We might we might get this part out. It might be too long. <laughs> nah, nah. Uh, we're fine. Um, okay. Um, the next one is Maldito Duende, um, which translates to Damn Goblin or Troll from Héroes del Silencio from their album Senderos de Traición, 1990. So um, Héroes del Silencio, they're a Spanish rock band. They've been around forever. I really love them. Um, this particular album is a really good album with dark themes. I think it's the, it's a perfect Halloween album in my mind. If you're into um, Spanish rock, obviously. Um, their music was featured in a horror flick for Netflix called Veronica, mm-hmm. which is a really good horror flick, really well done with very, very, not a high budget at all, low budget. Mm-hmm. Um, the director, I guess it was his first um you know, his first debut film, Paco Plaza. So it was released in 2017. So I do recommend watching the film if you want to get it, because the soundtrack is so good and they're, they're, they do the soundtrack and it's a really amazing soundtrack. Awesome songs from the album. And there is a Netflix doc on them, which I just found out about, Silencio and Rock and Roll. Nice. I do want to see. So I'll let you know if it's, yeah. if it's good it's it's on netflix as well and they're a good rock band um like an like alice in chains or pearl jam that era early Mm -hmm. 90s um next is don't fear the reaper of course by blue oyster cults from agents of fortune 1976 great album for all year um suffer little children from the smiths from their self-titled debut i think 1984 so this song was inspired by the Moore mur- Moore's murders that took place in 1963 in Manchester. So the victims were five children and there's tons of documentaries about this case. It was really horrific. And apparently Morrissey grew up on the street where two of the children were kidnapped and this case haunted him for years. And this actually might have been the first song that Morrissey and Mar composed and, or one of the first 
And the the lyrics are extremely disturbing. But the thing about this is you wouldn't know if you were just going by the melody because it's so sweet and whimsical. Mm. Like it sounds like a love song. Yeah. It's just because of Johnny Marr. I love him, but I just I'm obsessed with Johnny Marr and the way yeah. he plays. There's just something really romantic about about his sound. But then you hear the lyrics and it's just so fucked up. It just makes your skin crawl every time. Like you hear it, I it just my skin crawls. And there's this really weird part that where you hear a woman's laughter. Oh, and if creepy. you're familiar, it's so creepy because if you're familiar with the case, one of the killers was a woman. So I really avoid this song. I hate it. <laughs> like, I don't like yeah. listening to it. Just is so freaking weird. But it's a typical Smith sound. I mean, interesting song. I mean, we're going to put it on the playlist, obviously, but yeah. a little creepy. Um, next is I'm a Witch by Twin Temple from 2019. So they call themselves a, a satanic duop. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so they call their genre um groovy and spooky we love it mm-hmm. the EP called satan's woman yeah. here for it uh lullaby rosemary's baby's theme from christoph comeda uh with mia farrell on vocals obviously the song by the film from roman Polans- polanski um every day is halloween by ministry of course 1984 so yeah. a really fun synth pop song yeah it's really good i was i was actually like is one of the songs i was listening to today so this one is, um, okay, I'm going to probably butcher this pronunciation. I'm sorry, guys. Je ne sais, number one, by French composer Eric Satie. It's a mm-hmm. classical song. It's a, um, a classical piece. Really beautiful, but really creeps me out. Really? Chills. Yeah. It's, just, it's so beautiful, but it just makes me think of horror for some reason, a horror really? flick. It doesn't do that to you, like for me. You know what not. is this? Okay, because is this is this a song where like the young virgin is home alone, getting ready to go to bed, and like the killer is like watching her? Is this a song that's yes. playing? Okay, yeah. Okay, it's really that makes sense. It's a little creep. I mean, no, it's beautiful. It's a beautiful, yeah. but at the same time, will give you the chills. Like, yeah, yeah. Um, Scarlet Fields by the Horrors mm-hmm. from their album Primary Colors 2009 goth band post punk band the next two are again more classical pieces one is Dance of the Damned by mm-hmm. Peter Gundry from Goesha I think that's how you pronounce his the album from 2018 instrumental piece apparently he's a young um, Australian composer really really dark really talented um, the next is Dance Macabre from Ophelia's, Ophelia's Dream from 2004. It's a neoclassical, they're called neoclassical dark wave band from Germany. But nice. beautiful pieces can be in a ballet, but you know that the ba- ballerinas are in black tutus. Like nice. <laughs> that's how I would describe it. Yeah. Nice, nice. Um, and my last one is I Was a Teenage Werewolf by The Cramps. From- that's yeah. Okay. How could I not sorry. put this in? I know. I'm so sorry to interrupt. That's such a good song. Classic. Such a good song from yeah. Song of the Lord Taught Us, 1980. And that I don't is... know. I was thinking of putting Rockwell, like somebody's watching me. I love that. It's such a bop. It's so good. The lyric, like, tell me this lyric is not weird, though. Like, when I'm in the shower, I'm afraid to wash my hair. Oh, no, no. Actually, can I tell you why? No, do you know why that resonates with me? Let me tell you why that resonates with me. No, let me tell you why. Okay. 
Remember in elementary school? Okay. They had that stupid story of Bloody Mary going around. Okay. Oh my God. Okay. Oh my God. <laughs> for Millie, for two weeks, two weeks, I could not wash my hair fully because I was scared. Even though I didn't do the whole ritual, I was scared she was coming for me. Like I was terrified. And I couldn't tell my mom, my 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 Iraqi mother, that I was scared of something that she's oh, like, just scary. make yeah, she's like, make the sign of the cross, all this stupid stuff. It's because oh you don't my pay attention in church. Yeah. So I also am afraid sometimes when I'm in the shower. <laughs> Come up and tell me, tell me that that lyric out of the blue is not random. Like, no, it's just but so I know, random. I know. But if you have personal experience, <laughs> but if you have like a lived experience, you're scared, Mills. You're scared. <laughs> like, you're terrified. Is it? I mean, okay, but when you're in the shower, you're terrified anyway because you automatically think of Norman Bates. Yeah, but I was just gonna say, hair, does that mean that you can't hear whoever comes in properly no, because you're you washing your see, hair? You can't see because it's like oh. your soap is in your eyes, Mill. Oh, that's <laughs> right, your eyes are closed. Okay, now I get it. <laughs> <laughs> the song is only forty years old. I'm glad we solved this mystery. <laughs> Oh my god. Oh my goodness. This is amazing. <laughs> I'm not cutting it. I'm not cutting it. I mean, I think I'm gonna make it a bit longer than you in the movie forever in a horror movie. Oh, I would die immediately. Oh, I'm dying right <laughs> after you. I can't run. I can't climb. But Millie, even my screaming is low. I don't have a I don't have like a loud screaming voice. No, I could get loud. <laughs> Just sit in a closet. I mean, what are they going to check every fucking closet? They're not going to check every closet. Oh, I would hide. I'm a hider. I oh, run. Of course I'm going to hide. I don't oh, like... Would hide. Where would I hide? Oh, really the obvious. I would die. I'd hide in the obvious places. <laughs> We're dead. We're dead already. That's it. <laughs> because it would, be, it would be in a closet. It would be like behind my clothing or like under the bed. Oh, I would gosh. try to get a weapon though. I would. I would oh, try I to would find totally something. I would get the knife. Like, I might be a bitch, but I'm not going to totally go out like one. Do you know what I mean? Like, I'm going to try oh, something. No, no, no. Here's the thing. So that movie, Hush, well, I mean, we could, I guess we could discuss it in the live, where the killer yeah. is outside haunting her house. Yeah. And just taunting her and being annoying. I'd be like, no, no, no. Get in here. Let's do this. Just kill, just kill me. Like, yeah, I know. On. I know. Because you know what? I'm I like, can't. my anxiety... <laughs> I can't take it. You know what? Get in here. Let's go. Let's you do this. So uh, I mean, you'll get some scratches on you. Heart attack before he killed me because of the stress and anxiety. I would not be I, a good kill. Don't do I, it. I, no, I'd be dead already before you get me. I'm like, but no, that would piss me off. The tormenting would piss me off. I'd be like, no, just get in here. Let's do this. Let's fight. <laughs> I kept wishing that Michael Myers would like pop up in the movie because I'm like, I know he's going to kill me, but he'll kill you first. <laughs> Like I, I'm like the guy is the biggest asshole in the movie, and it's just like, oh god. No. Would you? Would you? Would you try to like talk to them? Would you try to be like, listen? I would be like, oh my god. I'd actually. What I try to talk to, like, it's not that bad. Therapy's would you really great. negotiate? You'll, no, you I, negotiate with a Jack the Ripper type. I don't know. I'd be like therapy.com or psychology.com. You could find some great resources to <laughs> help you out. Oh my god. That oh, I'll be, be like, I won't tell anybody that you're out there. Like, I won't say Girl, a word. that's what everybody says. You have to be creative. You have to think of like, you know. No, what I'd if, be like, get in here. If, let's 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 box. Come on. What if you're like, like no. are you looking for a partner? Like, are you looking for like 
you know, somebody to wash your bloody clothes, it could be me. <laughs> don't, don't kill me. Don't kill. It's just she, like, I mean, if you're cute, I mean, if you're like, if, are you cute? No. Are you a cute yeah. killer? Like, <laughs> if you're like Freddy Krueger, I can't. I'm sorry. There's there's no amount of like personality that can. I don't. That no, face. no, no, no. I told you. So who's the the serial? I mean, who's the the killer in the horror fl- flick that you would date? Because my pick is really, really easy. It's Michael Myers. Because well, I love the jumpsuit. I love a jumpsuit. I love a jumpsuit. <laughs> and I love a strong like silent hockey. type. Yeah, I love hockey. I can't believe strong this silent type. We like oh a strong God. silent type. I Jason's like... a mama's boy, and Freddie talks too much. I'm sorry. Freddie's annoying, and Freddie's, Freddie's like, annoying. Don't, don't bother me, my dreams. That's the one place I get peace. No, 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 no. Um, Michael I... Myers. I totally date him. I think he's hot. Um, <laughs> like... I would do. I would do. Obviously, Dracula. Like I'm boring. Dracula. I like. I like obsession. Like I want. I want somebody that obsessed with. I just be obsessed. Oh, okay. So I have one for you, Hannibal Lecter. <laughs> totally, because you know what? He would because he would take you on a date. Yeah, he. he would know- oh my god. Classy. He's classy. Okay, this shit. is why. This is why you and I are friends. This, is, this is why. Is, but because we both Millie. agree. Millie, this Millie, is the Millie. thing. Millie, right away, right away with him. I'm fucking vegetarian again because I don't know what he's gonna serve me. I don't want to eat it. Well, he'll probably eat us. Like I think. Well, like, like, yeah, he'll. I mean, I mean, he'll kill me, but he'll take me to the ballet first, and I'll get a probably really he'll nice wine dinner. And dine me. He'll Do you think wine and buy dine me. He'll wine and dine something nice. Yes, totally. <laughs> Tennis bracelet. We will get the date. We will get the opera house. We will get the ballet. Romeo and Juliet. And take okay. Take us to like a really nice place where they have nice restaurant. Like... Wait, wait, wait! At a fancy restaurant. I'm trying to think of what they have. <gasps> they have like the wet towels, like the hot yes, towels. Yes, fancy. Yes. And then they also have like where when you get up, they like they pull their chair out for you and then they fold up your napkin and then like yes. the woman is, and the woman gets the menu with no prices. That's where he's taking us. <laughs> That's where he's That's taking where us. He's taking us. That's exactly where he's you taking us. And, then and he we... knows and he'll get you a bottle of your favorite perfume because he knows exactly what you're wearing. No, he'll I just love comment that. on it. He'll copy like, oh, he's like I know what I you're love, wearing. I love the amber notes and like what I'm like, oh, take me now. That's it. You know what? <laughs> And then he, we would discuss literature and like the art world and psychology. Ugh. And then I'd be like, "Listen, be please don't kill me. You're like literally the best date I've ever been. <laughs> don't kill me. <laughs> don't murder me, please." But I'm gonna be a vegetarian if we I'm continue dating. You. I'm I don't know what you're doing. you. He's gonna try to serve you. He would you get you a shit. bottle. You know, it, it would be the best date ever because you're getting a tennis bracelet and probably Armani Privé sent and well like it's sad because i want that forever and he's like okay just like oh i'm a one night man because i'm hungry it's like that's annoying do you know what i mean and then he'll just have us for dinner which whatever i don't mind if i'm gonna get killed by any of these horror flick guys it would be hannibal the cannibal it better it better not hurt like fine just like give me gas and like like yeah if I'm put me to sleep dude put me to sleep like you're not a medical doctor but you're like a doctor put me to sleep and really, he's going to eat our brain, so it's probably Savendabu for that. <laughs> I hope. I hope he gets. What is it when when those um when people eat brain and they get like what is that illness? Oh, there is an illness. That's right. Yeah, I hope he gets it. Just or heart. I'm, I'm spiteful. <laughs> I hope he gets it after eating my brain. To be honest, if it's a heart, I'm kind of tempted. I'll be like, can I have some? Because I want to. I I've had heart tongue, before. Tongue it's, it's good. I've had, I've had animal tongue. Tongue is the same muscle like the body. Like I've had cow tongue and whatever. That's fine. Because we have. It's not bad. No. No. 
No, but I don't do brain. I don't do like organs. I don't no, do I don't do brain. Eyes. I don't do brain. I won't do um kidney. I think that's <laughs> no because kidney and liver, like maybe not those, not those organs. No, and I don't also, like liver. I don't like kidney. I, and I respect cultures that, like in my culture, we eat intestine and stomach. We do all that stuff because at some point, yeah, Iraqis were poor. We ate the whole goat or cow or whatever. Um, yeah, but you know what though? We're living in a time. Where I don't have to do that, and I'm not going to. No, no, I'm good. No, we're I'm good. not. Yeah. Um, but yes, I think <laughs> I think he would be. I think he would be good. Obviously, Dracula, because like obs, like you know. Yeah, you just want somebody stalking you. I, mean, I do. I do. do love a stalker. I you uh, love a stalker. I do. That's that's I, that's Michael Myers. He just stalks. But he's but there's no interaction, and I would get so bored with that. Well, yeah. Why talk when you could stalk? <laughs> You, I swear, you have to put that on a shirt. You really, that's so good. That's so good. That should be Why talk sticker. when you could talk? That's a bumper sticker. That is. Okay. My picks are, <laughs> um, car, the first one is Cars Pass and Cold Blood by The Faint off of Blank Wave Arcade from 1999. They're an indie post-punk dance punk band. Um, this sound, The Faint, sounds quintessentially um early 2000s like scene it's just scene mm. music to me and i i love it it's a, it's a very very sentimental um the next one is i take time by the knife off of the self-titled album from 2001 i think uh minimal lyrics it's a full lush cold sound and it's really expansive and it just starts off like so, just intense it's so good and her voice is like kind of like a heartbeat it's like a bit screechy i love it Mm, yeah the next one is devil's do by mephiscopheles from their album mighty whitey in 1999 one of my favorite ska bands um the name is a play on ska and mephistopheles which very smart um <gasps> named after what a good the, name right mephiscop i mean literally genius uh just they're so talented and they actually have one song called I forgot what it's called but the lyrics are like the sky from the band is singing and he's like clap hands for Jesus <laughs> <laughs> and I sing along with that it's so good um, <laughs> um the next one is watch her disappear Tom Waits off of Alice from 2002 uh it's a, like a bit of spoken word but in his like rich rough sensual weird amazing voice and it just sounds like He's taken his vocal cords, soaked them in brandy, smoked 20 cigarettes in one, like in five minutes. Oh, we uh, love and it. taken them over like, uh, what is it? A bit of sandpaper. Oh, we And then it. coated it in honey. <laughs> like that's what it sounds like. <laughs> um, of course, the next one is Hell from the Squirrel Nut Zippers off of their album Hot from 1996. They're a mashup of jazz, gypsy, swing, delta blues. Just a beautiful, unique sound from the 90s. I, they came out when I was in high school, fell in love, and I've been in love ever since. Um, yeah. You remember, this song, this was their hit song, Hell. Like, this was their song that kind of, like, broke them through. Um, What's the I only one think... I remember? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the next one is I Come With Knives, IMX, off of yes. Unified Field 2013. Mm -hmm. Um he was previously in Sneaker Pimps. Yeah. Uh, the next one is After Dark by Mr. Kitty from Time in 2014. Like, I know this is a TikTok hit now, but it's like a good song and I don't care. Like, come for me, I don't care. Like, I like it. 
I don't care. <laughs> it's all TikTok, TikTok. TikTok likes to, I mean, it's a rediscovery and good for, for better, Gen Z. Yeah, for better, for worse, it's yeah. on there and I don't care. That's <laughs> yeah. um, good. The next one is Violent Youth by Crystal Castles off of Second from 2012. Um, mm. I, unfortunately, I love this music. I don't love whatever his fucking face is. He's awful. Alice Glass is amazing. She's a wonderful artist. Uh, the next one is Devil Take You, Zola Jesus from 2009, The Spoils record. Um, Mephisto Waltz by Mephisto Waltz from Thalia off, from 1995. Um, <laughs> the next one is Takata and Fugue in D minor by Bach because I'm a basic bitch. What can I say? I love, I love <laughs> <But> Fugue. <laughs> I love, love the it. Oregon. I love it. Yes. Oregon. Yeah. It and it's creepy. It it's is. so creepy. And I'm here for it. Love it. Yeah. Like, again, imagine you're like dating Dracula. Playing this as you're sweeping around your big mansion and like your amazing house coat that's like dragging behind you. Like, yeah. hello. <laughs> like, what does it want like, to hear this? And I see um, corset, like corset underneath. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's basically like a mashup of um, Lily. Was it? Lily Munster and and um, Monique, not Monique, <laughs> uh, Morticia. Morticia. <laughs> um, the next one is Alien by Lebanon Hanover from their 2018 Let Them Be Alien, and the last one is Always Then by the KVB from their Always Then album from 2012. Amazing! Yeah, yeah. Oh. Yeah. This is going to be a uh, insane playlist. This is going to be so weird. <laughs> it's going to be a weird <laughs> so playlist, weird. but it's going to be but, but it's going to be good. Yeah, it's going it to be good. It's going to be good. I mean, we guarantee you a really good playlist. This is why we're here. So, yeah. and I mean, if not for you, we love it. Yeah. Yeah. What'd you listen to today? I've been listening to this Egyptian like singer and rapper named Muhammad Ramadan. Um, mm. he is a total fun guy and he's like an actor too in Egypt he's like an Egyptian actor he almost got in trouble with like the moral- morality police for something I forgot why oh, but I, no. I just I know aren't we all just getting in trouble with the morality police no matter where you live um, Jesus. Yeah. yeah what about you well wool. yeah um, if they left us alone now was the last song it's a good song good tune yeah, yeah. yeah. I like that All right, guys, thanks again for spending time with us on this episode. We look forward to hearing your thoughts and requests. Feel free to reach out to us via our Twitter, TikTok, or Instagram. See you next week. Bye. Bye.